What is going on, everybody? Corey here. Welcome back to another Fly Casual. It's the holiday season. I'll let you fill it in. And that means it's time to keep talking about comic reviews. It means it's time to talk about Galaxy Adventures. That's new. And we got all kinds of rumors and discussion to go over, too. And, of course, it's the last episode for Christmas. You know the Fly Casual Glee Club is showing up. Welcome back to another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! I'm going to lead right off the bat here. Yeah. Oh, here we go. By stating that I have very limited, very limited head movement in this episode. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, because I have a, a Christmas wreath on my head. Yes. I take this very It's seriously. Christmas Day today, guys. Yeah. I don't understand it's, it. It is Christmas Day. It is. Merry Christmas, It is. Guys. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. my friend. Well, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, indeed. Merry Christmas to all the uh, listeners. Merry Kwanzaa, Christmas. Merry Kwanzaa. I am going to commit Merry to Fest- keeping this god awful thing on my head. Festive Festivus. Merry Xmas. Through the entire episode. For the rest of us. <clears throat> I don't care if blood starts trickling down my face. And I have to tell you, I'm being tortured already. This thing itch like, itches like you would not believe. Yeah. I, Imagine wow. sticking your head in an artificial Christmas tree. That's essentially what I've done. Yes. And I've done that before. He's I'm doing it for it you, there. the fan. Yeah, I'm holding you it. You suffer there. for your art. The you want to see it? You have to go to YouTube. You have to check it out on YouTube. For Rizzle. Nah. All right. And say, I, hey, I don't have better things to do in my time. I want to see if he's actually got a wreath on his head. Believe I, me, I do. And it sucks. I'm digging that shirt, man. What you got going on there? This is my holiday shirt. I'm going to stand up. It's my holiday. My, my holiday. It's one of those uh, Christmas sweater knockoff t-shirts. It's just a bunch of soap okay. screen chevrons. All right. All right. Follow so here. That says, What's that right there? That says Jingle Bells. That's a picture of Jingle Bells. What's that a picture of right there? Batman smells. Batman in a garbage can. <laughs> yeah. And then Robin, what's he doing? Can. He's laying an egg. And what's this down here? Batmobile. But what's wrong with it? It lost its wheel. And what's this guy what? doing down here? Joker got away. Oh, oh the Christmas shirt of all time. <laughs> of all time. <laughs> All time. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> you did that just to make me stand up and balance this wreath on my head. I, I know you sadistic. That was passion. amazing. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry you Christmas, go haunt guys. Scrooge tonight, Corey? Is that what you're doing? Am I going to what? Haunt Scrooge tonight? I am. Yeah, I absolutely. I'm. I'm. I'm the. Sweet. Technically, I'm the ghost of Christmas future, <laughs> given the fact that we're recording. <laughs> I know this about that. When we are. But uh, but True yes, that. indeed he do. And do we have a lineup? Oh boy! Oh my God! We've oh got, boy! We've got some sweet, sweet reviews and the rumors. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, we are packing in the deets lately, guys. Dear yeah. Lord! And of course, right in the middle of the show, nestled right smack dab in the hot, sweet, gooey middle, is the return Gross. of the Fly Casual Glee Club once Woo! again. Once again, with holiday cheer, just once with 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 some salty holiday cheer. <laughs> To spread. Mm, so you're going to want to stick around for that. I'm Corey, uh, uh, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Yeah. And over there sporting the red sparkly antlers and not an itchy wreath. No. And you got little reindeer ears, too. I don't know if you noticed that. Little I reindeer do. ears. They're little, yeah. Mr. Michael J. Archibald. Protrude. And uh, hey, did you get everything you wanted this year, buddy? Did I? Yeah. Boy, howdy. Oh, boydy boy. <laughs> well, given the fact that it's not actually for really Christmas yet in, in recording world, and I don't want anything, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Anything I get on top of that, just bonus. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with I you see on, on the cake. One. I If I could make it so that I get like... 
none presents for Christmas, I win. Yeah. I want I want to spoil my kid rotten. Oh my gosh, I'm with you. You know, I want to I want to get a, a get uh, the kids. It's about the kids for me. Yes, I don't yes, want yes. presents. That, that's not the way the families work. Yeah, the families are like, "All right, we're taking well, a tally so that we know who to excommunicate." But wives don't work that way. Right, wives don't work that way. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my wife and I spent a lot of money on various this year so we agreed. All yeah. right, no Christmas presents for each other. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." She's like, no, I'm serious this time. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. I'm <laughs> like, setup. I said four days before Christmas, it's you're going to tell me that you got me something and I'm going to be doing the normal, like the, the, the man walk of shame, yep. which is those last couple days of Christmas running from like woman store to woman store going, help me, please. No, really? I didn't want anything. Do you? Really? Yeah. I only spent like $70. <laughs> so you can just, I mean, just a hug is good. <laughs> You are a liar. <laughs> right. You are going to sit on this and you're going to save it until you can attack me with it. I know. Don't I fall for it. I know how this works. Don't fall for it. They are feral and dangerous. That's right. So she Ooh. did already admit that she bought me something. Of course she did. Uh, however, it was not that expensive. So I could essentially just, you know, waltz out to the Walgreens and fill up a sack. And there go, you, go. Here you go. Funko right. Pops, baby. Nope. Here's I, don't, some, I don't hate my wife. Here's a Hershey bar. There you go. Yeah, Thank it's you. a big Hershey yeah. bar. You'll it'll you gnaw on it for a while. And a Funko Pop. That's right. Speaking <laughs> of gnawing on stuff, over there, Master Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. I do like to gnaw on things. That's true. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. soothing. Yeah. When he's yeah. done mulling, he yeah. he gnaws. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Howie yeah. is very yeah. much into mulling and gnaw. <laughs> gnawing. Gnawing that, mulling. Sure. It's like the ripping and the tearing, but it's the ripping mulling and the tearing. Annoying. Both. Garrick knows a lot about the ripping and tearing. Speaking of Garrick, oh, cross down a few is Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, I love to masticate. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. Huh? yeah. Masticates everywhere he goes. Gets in trouble for it. It's sometimes. all over. It's all sometimes. over the place. Yep. Yeah. He's it gets messy. It's messy and sticky. Masticate. You know something we haven't brought up in a while? With his cud. Garrick's mom. Um, well, no, that, that's like, no, that's uh, like every episode. Dragon's milk, Garrick. <gasps> Dragon's milk. Speaking of masticating. Oh, I hope this isn't making nearly as much noise I don't know what's going on. This isn't on my head. It is. Dragon's it's making a milk. lot of noise. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think. It's making my headphones fall off my head. We need to treat Mike <laughs> with some dragon's milk. Okay, dragon's milk. What are we talking about, man? It's a beer. Oh. From New Holland I Brew. have had. Yeah, somebody left it here one year. <laughs> Man, if you leave booze at Corey's house, <laughs> Mike, Mike drink will drink it. it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like 14% alcohol per volume. Yes, beer. it was. If I friend remember. of the show, my hair is all in my face now. If friend of the show, Brian, had any idea how much of his money has gone into Mike's stomach. <laughs> hey, I, I do have to say, Corey, you look like that guy, uh, that director that made that crazy movie that, uh, like the root notes of the room, the... Uh, Oh, you talk. I look. I, I look forget. like. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. What's Sal? What's his name? No. Yeah. Why, yeah. Tommy Weissau. Tommy Weissau. Yeah, man. Good job there, buddy. Hey, why? Why makes, What makes you say that? I no, it's still just John C. Riley. <laughs> you go right to <laughs> just him. drunk John C. Riley. Now that's really your. You can do John C. Riley. John C. Riley and Australian people. That's all I got. <laughs> hey, this is Doctor Steve Brule. 
<laughs> the worst John C. Riley. That's the worst I, case been of Sherlock being cut in half I've ever seen. I'm on that new Holmes and Watson movie coming out on Christmas Day. Come no. see it, everybody. <laughs> All right. <sighs> oh, man, we have a lot to cover tonight, you I'm guys. I don't think Ralph. we should mess around anymore. I'm wrecking Ralph. Yeah, we should cover Garrick's mom. I got to wreck it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to wreck it. You guys want to hear my Sarah Silverman impression? 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 Hit the button. I don't know if I do or not. <laughs> yep. Uh, you're right. I see. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm ugh. Time for some reviews. Yay. Yay. Wow, we got the bullet there. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> if I even tried to cast my voice that high, I would get strangled when this wreath falls down around my neck. Yeah. Ah, Vanellope von Schweetz. Yeah, right. Vanellope is not your forte. Take take it over, no. Garrick. I'm just going to sit hey. here quietly and suffer. So we had a crap ton of comics come out. A yeah, no, that's that's an understatement. Really? Yeah, crap it's ton. more like a shit ton. Yeah. Just saying. A crap load of crap. No. Yeah. But we all had right. like, uh, I'm not going to go over all of them, but I just want to go over like a few of the good ones. So, of course, the Star Wars main title. Okay. Dr. Aphra. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I like Aphra. The the Darth Vader one, the penultimate yeah. issue. <gasps> what? The second to last, Vader 24, and then it's going to end on the next issue. But then, you, then, got, then you got Shield Vader coming. That's bullshit. Yeah, you got you Shield Vader. Game of Vader. Shield, yeah. Well, we got to wait a while for that, I think. Oh, really? Which is going to suck. I don't know. They just announced it. True. Anyway, and then we had two one-shots from Age of the Republic. Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. So, so which one are we doing first, man? Let's do some Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty-seven. Star Wars fifty-seven. Star, Star Wars, Wars fifty-seven. I'm 58. typing it in. Give me some time. Eight. Star Wars fifty-seven and fifty-eight both came and out. Fifty-eight. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So our uh, rebel of crew of uh, Leia. Han. Oh, this is uh, this is R two D two and C three PO are on a uh, hidden moon where they are hiding out while uh, from the Empire. That's no moon. While things kind of cool down, and it's kind of like a communist moon. So that's pretty cool, right? You guys like communism, Mike? Oh, but man, <sighs> Mike do, likes communism. Do do do, do we ever? <laughs> <laughs> So it's like almost as much as we hate Bolsheviks, (laughs) (laughs) or I mean the bourgeois, bourgeoisie, the bullshit. So it's like it's like kind of like this agriculture, (laughs) agricultural civilization that uh, if you want to eat, you have to work. Uh, so maybe not. Maybe the opposite of communism. Yeah, it sounds the opposite. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, there was a, a few cool things. Like, uh, I guess the whole uh, point of this story is kind of fleshing out what our how our characters, I guess, learn certain things. Like, uh, Luke Skywalker is learning to fence with his lightsaber with one of the 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 people who have taken him in. So he kind of, I guess, find out how he got so good at swinging that thing around when he fought. Vader and Empire Strikes Back. All right. Uh, so that was interesting. Yeah. And then at there least, was... <laughs> at least he fought confidently. <laughs> yeah. At least he did that. There confidently, was, uh, not competently. One, one panel in here specifically that the internet was tweaking on. <laughs> uh, so Han Solo goes into the local pub and orders a drink. And the guy's like, well, you, you know, we got you got to work for your, your stuff around here. So I got some uh, wood out back. If you want to chop that up, I'll get you a drink. So, of course, he goes back and chops the wood, and Leia comes around looking for him. And uh, Han had taken off his shirt, and he is st- 
jacked. Man. He's got nice <laughs> boobs. Yeah, dude. He is He's ripped. Great. Star He's got Wars like a 12 boobs. pack. He's got like a. What, like 12 inch pythons? Is that big? I don't know what a python is. <laughs> that, that panel you're pythons. talking about is uh, great because uh, Leia's sitting there looking at him going, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, it's, a, it's like in a Captain Morgan pose with, a, with this axe. And it's like this ridiculous, like, there's no way Harrison Ford in his prime would look like that with that his is shirt good off. stuff right there. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a great touch. And then, then later in the the next issue, uh, him and Leia kind of go on a date, and it's very cool. And at the end, she's like, "Hey, why don't you come back uh, to my room uh, tonight?" And uh, yeah, we can do some stuff, you know. So he like she walks in, and you can see Han Solo starting to take off his his vest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to get naked. Oh, and then she's like, Oh, doing? now we can, now we can plan, uh, how to get back at that one chick that, that oh. crossed us. And he's like, Oh, Come on, Leia. thought we're going to do it. Oh. You forgot to mention that. Like <laughs> there's also shirtless dudes in this one. Oh yeah. The oh Luke, yeah. Luke, yeah. Has Luke shirt is shirtless. Off. Yeah. This, he's not as impressive <clears throat> as Han though. I mean, well, Han he's is not just like, posing whew. for the camera. Han's the like an Adonis camera. compared to that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a pinup right There's there. There's a lot of shirtless men between these two. Yeah. Those are some big old yeah. bear cats too. Yeah, so uh, is that the, what they call them? Their uh, their host on this uh, moon has, um, you know, he he uh, keeps the the village protected from these weird local creatures like bear cat things and it's man bear pig. Very, I'm cereal, you guys. He's like he's like the classic hunter. Like he has uh, heads of uh, various animals hanging in his his uh, abode there. So he's like a head of a rancor and a head of a few other animals just hanging up. It kind of reminds me of the uh, if you ever played the Force Unleashed video game, you actually go into a, a house similar to this with uh, various creatures' heads hanging on the walls. But uh, yeah, so everything's hand-to-hand combat because he's all about the sport of the of the hunt. So they're not allowed to use blasters and stuff like that. So. Are we not going to discuss this dude's wrist blade lightsaber things? Yeah, yeah. His, or as I like to call him, his like, his uh, light Ezio's. They're like, they're like <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, is that C-3PO that got torn apart again, too? Yeah, C-3PO gets torn apart. He's only half of a C-3PO I now. I see. And, and R2, R2's carrying him. PO. I love that R2's carrying him on his back. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good funny. good stuff. Yeah, so I'm like not those. exactly sure where this arc is going. Um I think there's an underlying plot, but I don't think it's been revealed yet. Yeah, um, there is. Yeah, it's uh, shirtlessness. Yeah, shirtlessness. It's the all about the spectacle, plot. isn't it? Yeah, the spectacle yeah, of yeah, the spectacle. Looking at shirtless dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, apparently the uh, the main guy who's hosting them, his daughter, is um, descended from a Jedi. So I guess oh. maybe we'll figure out how that works. Her grandma was a Jedi, I should say. Mm. So. We'll see uh, where that goes. I don't know. All right. Uh, they're pretty decent. Uh, the the art I thought was pretty good. It's yeah, the it's, same it's... artist that was on the end of the Poe Dameron series. Okay. Uh, so he's, he captures the faces pretty well. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool colors. Very cool. Yes. Check those out. Hopefully, um, 
we'll get past this arc soon because uh, it seems kind of stalled out, but it's still exciting. Lots of shirtless dudes. Yeah. So if you're into shirtless dudes. I, I don't mind there being yeah. these transition issues, so. Yeah. All right. I kinda, uh, what I kind of miss is them going back to the Yoda uh, Chronicles or, or Obi-Wan Chronicles. Where yeah, I did like those, skip man. back yeah. in time and mm-hmm. you got to see Obi-Wan hanging out with Owen Lars and stuff, solving crimes. Yeah. 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 Agreed. We'll see. Yeah. So Dr. Afro also came out. Oh, oh which boy. one? Afro what? 27. Jeez. 27. Wow, that's like... Yeah. That's Almost like a I don't serious know. run. That's like 127 in dog years, right? That's 130. That's 127 in Marvel comic issues. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It should have re- been rebooted five times by now. Yeah. But it hasn't. So that tells you something about the Dr. Afra. People like the Dr. A. People like it. I'm one I of them. I love it. Yeah. So this issue we start back we start up with uh, some characters from the annual. If you remember if you remember back Way back in the last Afro Annual, we had a uh, a dude with a robot arms on his back who is married to a transition, I guess. Oh yes, uh, yeah, you remember those guys, don't you? Uh, for names Rizzle. are Winloss and Knock. Uh, so they're very popular characters, I guess. Because yep. Doc <laughs> Ock and the Lizard. Yep. Yep. Doc Ock and the Lizard. Well, they get uh, hired by Princess Leia, <laughs> kind of, to uh, go hunt down. Triple Zero in Dr. Afra. That's not really Princess Leia. I was going to say, it says Princess yeah. Leia Organa. It, lo- it looks like Princess Leia. And it looks like a rebel trooper. But it's really Dr. Cornelius. Oh, of his of course it is. With a face disguise <laughs> thing. Good thing it's, it's very, very, very get, droopy. Uh, like, outfit. this isn't revealed right away. So you see this, the first panel, you see Princess Leia Organa in parentheses, apparently. And you can just by looking at her, you're like the way she's sitting in her large, beefy, manly hands, you're like, that's that's not Princess Leia. <laughs> you could tell right away. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So they loved beefy, manly hands. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, Dr. Afrin Triple Zero trying to get these bombs removed from them so they don't explode. They can't, uh, they have 10 hours and they can't go with outside of a certain radius of each other or they explode. So they end up making it to the underground and finding some weird kid down there who uh, has a monster that can take them to the other side of the planet to hopefully find someone who can remove this bomb. And then at the very end, we have another returning character. If you remember uh, Tam Posla, who was uh, married to the decraniated Girl from earlier. This all sounds weird if you don't read the comic. <laughs> I'm just now realizing this. <laughs> Thank you. I don't even have to say it now. Yeah, but he's he's like a, a kind of like a, a paladin sort of character, very honorable. And they thought they've killed him, but there was this weird uh, sentient fungus on a planet colony that they were on in previous <laughs> issue. That had, just keeps uh, getting better. I know this is great, isn't it? <laughs> take it, take it over his body, and not only that. Not only has this sentient force fungus taken over his body and is now controlling his corpse, it also can manipulate machines and takes control of Triple Zero. Wow. Because of, course then, of course it can. And in the last panel, we get a big reveal. Big, that BT-1 isn't dead. 
BT1's alive and controlled by force fungus that also controls machines. As long as I'm as long as I'm calling out weird weapons that I feel like we need to talk about. I feel like we need to discuss the fact that this guy like summons the it summons war machines like power attack from (laughs) Marvel versus Capcom 2. Yeah, dude. Like it's a straight up direct rip of Marvel versus Capcom 2. I don't remember oh, yeah. what War Machine yells when you summon. I think I just, in my head, I'm just hearing unlimited power. <laughs> I know that's not it. Yeah, this this comic is off the wall. <laughs> oh my gosh, this they've lost their dang minds. <laughs> I know, and I love it. I love it. It's great because you know the the star. The, it's cool to see this kind of stuff in Star Wars. Just like they're taking liberties and they're just this is the being most as crazy crack as they want. Cocaine Star Wars can get <laughs> and still be canon. Yeah, no. This is nuts. It is nuts. Just yeah. nuts. It's, I kind of wonder if they've run out of ideas or something, and they're just like throwing anything they can in there just to see what happens. It's drunken uh, role playing. I'll tell you right now. I know oh, drunken totally role playing. Well, I, I mean, it's oh, a, maybe it it's is. An, it's a secondary, I mean, well, not secondary, ancillary, I don't know, character. So you can toy around with it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Be experimental. Yep. Get crazy go. with it. I like it. There it is. Take some shirts off. Sure. That's what they um, mean. Hell yeah. Get crazy with the yeah. cheese whiz. Only the dudes, yeah. though. No. Oh, yeah. Sell That's them. fine. Yeah. Sell these are family comics. Oh, Dr. A. You can tell from the mutants yeah. take funguses taking over killer cyborg men. Yeah. Yeah, see, you got it. Yep. Corey gets yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Corey can get it. Anybody can get better, it. Would hold my kids' attention better than the latest movies. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. You know what holds your kids' attention? I'd love to know what would hold my kids' attention. Darth Vader. I thought you were going to say Minecraft, but okay. Minecraft Darth Vader. Got him. Actually, this the Darth Vader comic is kind of like Minecraft in the recent issues because he's building a tower, oh. which you can also do in Minecraft. You can toast eh? in Minecraft. See, there's lava. There's lava like in Minecraft. Oh, huh? you like yeah, that? I there's do. mobs of bad guys that try to attack you and blow up your your town. Oh, stupid creepers. Yeah. Yep. Creepers. Yeah. 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 So Darth Vader 24 came out and uh, this issue was insane. This is like a Vader unleashed issue where we get to see like kind of like the full range of force powers that Darth Vader can wield. Uh, So he uh, basically is attacked by some of the local, uh, I guess, natives on Mustafar. And he fights alongside his stormtroopers to kind of bring bring them down and destroy them and get rid of them. And he just goes nuts. He's throwing lava plumes at him. He actually falls into lava and uses the force to protect himself from said lava and then jump out like a fish from the lava and then land on the side of the shore, like in uh, episode three. So, uh, yeah, cool stuff, guys. Hmm. Eh? Hmm. Lava. You guys like lava? He did the superhero landing. I know you did. Wait for it. Yeah. Bat on the knees. I have always hated the superhero landing, and I appreciate it when Deadpool called it out. <laughs> I've always hated it. I blame the Matrix for westernizing an otherwise anime exclusive thing, and now everything does it. Yeah, because it's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. This the artwork in this. It's it's like you're right. Vader Unleashed, which one of the things I appreciated about the first uh, level in the Force Unleashed was that it didn't have Vader doing a bunch of theatrical flipping and and dramatic stuff. You just trudged with purpose. You know, <laughs> this yeah. comic abandons any sense that anyone in the boardroom or in the design room had that day. <laughs> And says, all right, let's make Vader a flying ballerina of rage. Yeah, that's a good. Oh, yeah, he is a flying ballerina of rage. Yeah. I, that's I, Vader I, right there. I, I like it on one hand. I kind of don't on the other hand, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the comic, uh, this uh, Lord Moman, a Sith spirit that's in, inhabited a helmet, um, has, you know, in the previous issue, called back his own body from the past and is now possessing his own body. And, uh, he does battle with Vader and Vader just like crushes him. Uh, but not before Vader cut or moment cuts off one of Vader's arms, but and they're yeah. mechanical. They grow consequential. It's like, yeah, Legos. I don't need that. Yeah. It happens all the one time. The mm. Yeah. So at the very end of this comic, so the whole point of building this tower was to rip a hole in, in the fabric of time and space and the force or whatever. And uh, Vader ends up doing that. And that's where it leaves off. So he's about to step into the nexus of uh, space time or something. I don't know. We'll find out in the last issue on 25. Vader and Ep9 confirmed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> as soon as it pop out, it's me. I pop, yep. uh, walk through the thing. You read the comic? You read the comic. You'll understand. It was in the comic. There's too much exposition in episode mm. nine already. Yeah. JJ ain't going to give you no exposition. Uh, oh, heck no. Heck no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like the Vader comic. It's going to be sad to see it come to an end, but, uh, you know, all good things, right? I always like dark Sithiness that doesn't come bundled with a bunch of really emo, gothy bullcrap. And yeah. So I appreciate that about this comic and this mask dude character. He seems like a legit, like, Sithy, ghosty kind of dude. Yeah. Like he's. That stuff. It, it gives a different twist on the Sith because, you know, like, so, oh, I'm angry and mad all the time. And right. that's where I get my power. This this guy's like uh, somewhat of an artist, but he's like very twisted in his art because he uses death and destruction as part of his art style. Mm. And it's just like, oh, OK, that's a different take. And yeah, good stuff. Sith and their iconic stuff. masks. What are you going to do? These guys. These They're guys. Pretty, these guys. Uh, yeah. So, uh we had one shot for uh, Age of the Republic, which is a new ongoing like uh, series. So they're going to uh, do a one shot for different characters throughout the uh, many Star thousands Wars timeline. of years. The end, right? Yep, yep. It's the that's Age right. of the Republic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the first one that came out was Qui Gon Jinn, fan favorite Qui Gon Jinn, and one of my favorites. And I will say, if you do like Qui Gon Jinn. In the movies, and maybe some of the expand the limited amount of expanded universe we're getting, we get from him. You will probably love this comic because yep. it does explore, uh, I guess, Qui Gon's more gray view of the Force and how he didn't necessarily see eye to eye with the uh, Jedi Council on how they should be re- waging war um, yeah. as Jedi. And so I really love seeing that come into like our new canon because I don't I don't know if that's been explicitly uh, stated or shown in the new canon. In the old, it kind of was, but now it's actually officially back. Like he is a great Jedi. He did not see eye to eye with the council, and it was really cool to see 
him explore that with Yoda and uh, Yoda's uh, kind of say, yeah, yeah, well, maybe you got a point, but you know, well, this is what we're doing. So yeah, it's good stuff. I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, definitely check it out, especially if you like Qui-Gon. And I wish, a, lot, a lot of thirsty Qui-Gon fans out there. Yeah. I wish this would have been a ongoing series. Fortunately, yeah. it's just a one shot, but maybe if it gets popular enough, uh, Marvel will make it an ongoing series. Possibly. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. Really, really explored the uh, philosophy of the the Force and the Jedi at the time of the Republic. So, thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like and the anything second that gets Qui Gon a little more exposure is a good. Yeah, thing in my, my absolutely. And then the second one was Darth Maul, uh, which was basically almost a uh, compendium to the Darth Maul limited series that came out a while ago, the five issue series. Uh, actually, mentioned a lot of stuff from that series and. Yeah, it was it was okay. Not as good as the Qui Gon, in my opinion. But I mean, if you like Darth Maul, you you will probably like uh, Age of the Republic Darth Maul. A lot of a lot of cool stuff. They go back I like to Darth Maul. The problem is Darth Maul is one of those characters that got a lot of background stuff done late in the game before the Disney acquisition. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like I have trouble dissecting what's canon. Yeah, what's and not. he's and it's hard. They really explore, his, especially in early Maul, really explore uh, his like character because he, he is one of those typical Sith like, oh, I'm mad all the time. And, well, yeah. Ooh, and my angry. main motivation is to kill and kill my the Jedi. My teeth are dirty. Yeah. But I mean, we kind of get a little bit of insight because uh, the Emperor takes him to Malachor and he gets kind of a vision of what would happen if he hadn't have been a Sith, if he had been gone the Jedi path instead. And he kind of has to fight his way out of being good in order to prove himself to the emperor. Uh, So this is all Kylo-esque. Yeah, very Kylo-esque. So he ends up uh, fighting his way out from the light side to uh, prove to his master that he really is true to the Sith path. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, So check those out. Next one will be, I think we get an Obi-Wan. And we get a Django, and we get a, uh, a uh, maybe just, uh, I don't know what else. Something else. It'll be nice to know jack crap about Django Fett. I know, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, though? <laughs> maybe he has the history that we wish Boba Fett had. <gasps> maybe. <laughs> I went there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I got for all those comics. Jeez, so that's all you many. got for all them comics? Oh, they that's so all? Many. So many. Wow. Yeah, comics. <laughs> I just wanted to get. Uh, we also had the um, the uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures come out that we mentioned last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are basically just one minute uh, shorts, taking uh, lines from the directly from the movies, like the and audio. doing a different yeah audio straight audio lift from the original movie. Yeah, straight audio, and they did a, a an animation style that some would would describe as anime, but to my in my opinion, it's kind of closer to like. A, a Gindy Tartakovsky type style, like a like an anime esque West, but with Western styling. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. Yeah, there's more. I mean, than three I, frames per second. So <laughs> personally, I I really liked them, and they they actually brought in a narrator, um, Dante Brasco, um, who was played Prince Zuko in Avatar. Yeah, he's also Rufio and Hook. Which Donnie Mike Brasco, also FBI agent that went undercover yeah. to uh, yeah. or Dante. Mom. Oh, sorry, did I say Donnie? I meant no, Dante. but I did. Okay. 
which was weird because he was only in a few episodes and he only had like two or three lines yeah. maybe in total, which was weird that they brought him in. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not in any of the, any of the bits that I've seen. So no, he's yeah. He's not in all of them. Uh, so I really liked a few of these, especially the emperor one. Is it there in speci- specifically, it's the one uh, from return of the Jedi where the emperor's telling Luke that, you know, your, your faith in your friends is your, you're failing and, you know, strike me down. I'm unarmed. And you kind of get, it kind of flashes back through the history of episode one, two, and three of the emperor's uh, machinations and how he became emperor. And it was, it was really cool and stylized how they did it and really kind of tied all the movies together. Um, And then the, the, of course the, the trench run on the Death Star, they did one on that. And I thought that was really cool how they kind of uh, visualized Luke inside the force. Like, it's kind of that typical everything slows down and that everything turns a, a different shade of color. Uh, I thought that was really cool how they did that. But I love these personally. I don't I know. just I really wish they were longer, though. <laughs> but that's part yeah, of the problem. I, 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 I don't understand. Yeah, the point is kind of lost on me because it's. I know it's to get kids into the universe. But is it these, again? I, guess, I don't know that I buy that because it's not represent not really representative of what you get from a star Wars. Movie. There's not enough here to capture kids imagination unless they're literally just trying to get kids to trip over them on YouTube. Then I'm yeah. like, okay. But I mean, to me, all these are like, what if like when Luke was escaping from the Wampa, he was like, like super powerful and did a lot of flips. And yeah, I'm dude. just like, yawn. <laughs> I am so unimpressed by wow. that. I mean, the animation is quality. I just, I don't, I, I, it's the point that's lost on me. I, I don't, yeah. get I really, yeah. I try to appreciate him, but I'm just like, I'm good with the way it was. I don't need it to be exaggerated to enjoy it. So when we exaggerate it, I'm like, mm, I, I don't, it's not helping. It's not making me more excited. I like this stuff already, you yeah. know? Yeah, and it I is a very it. exaggerated action. Everything action, yeah, that, that was the best super, part. Super, super exaggerated. That was the best part. They even did the uh, Rogue One hallway scene with Vader, kind of. So that was pretty cool. Like literally, like when escaping down. the Wampa, Luke slices an ice stalactite with his lightsaber, causing the cave to collapse. And the rush of air from the cave collapsing causes him to flip in the air and land on his back in the yeah. snow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. pretty awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an artistic take on the uh, what There are people who happened. love this stuff, and they're going to love it because it's yeah. done well. I love it. I just, I don't love this stuff, so I don't. That's because you're a that, loser. You're not be. a cool kid like me. Could be. Cool kids you're not wearing it. an itchy wreath on your head and trying to randomly stack mm. things on top of it that keeps it's falling true. off and making noise. So check and mate friend so uh, check those out gotta go to youtube kids it'll take you uh about 12 minutes to watch all of them so uh not too much time out of your day let us know what you think on discord or whatever right yeah on that discord channel that you can go to the twitter and at flycash lemon and find the link to yeah that's You're the welcome. one or facebook yeah yeah speaking of wasting time Oh, yeah, that's what we've been doing. It's time for the Porkins by the week. Again? Whoa. Wake up, Mike. I'm trying, baby. Come on, Mike. I don't know if y'all know this, but Boba Fett's considered to be pretty bad dude in his Yeah, life. he is. The baddest. 
But Jeremy Bullock, the dude that was in the suit, would tell you that as cool as that Mandalorian armor looked, it might have been a little less inefficient. What? Dude couldn't see a dang thing. That is, it was like having sunglasses over your entire face. Dude was so blind up in there, he had to memorize his steps so he wouldn't run into the back of Darth Vader. <laughs> Vader would have been pissed. <laughs> That'd have been a funny scene, though. Hold up, excuse me. Like he just accidentally like sketches Vader. There goes your head. Yep. Mm. Yep. At one point, I believe they fell down. Vader and Boba Fett fell down, clutching each other. Aw. He said, "Well, we, they, we have they kiss? two villains. They take down. off each other's yeah. shirts." They, wow. If they were in that comic, they would have. Wow. Yeah, they would have. Speaking of taking off shirts. Yeah, I bet gets, Fed is stacked. Gets warm in the Glee Club practice room. Did you oh, know that? No. Did you know about this, Mike? Did in you fact, this? it's mandatory shirtlessness. Mandatory. Yeah. You know, I, taking stay my shirt away, off right I stay away from the locker room. I've been warned. That's your mistake then. Because yeah. <laughs> you are missing out on a, on a feast for the eyes. Speaking of in. stacked. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What? That. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. The Glee yeah. Club. Yeah. They're sporting like massive one packs. <laughs> no, they're called kegs. <laughs> oh, kegs. Kegerator. Yeah. They are they're kegged up pretty good. Uh but yes, we have another and the, the final for twenty eighteen fly casual glee club Already. installment. Wow. I know. I know. I know. It's funny. It's like the Glee Club just showed up in the last few weeks I know. for the year. And then goes away. <laughs> yeah. I know. Happy New Year. They hit and fade. Always leave you wanting a little less. That's, <laughs> that's, their, uh, that's their motto. But the Glee Club has returned. You know, it's funny. Uh, they they'd submitted a request. They said that they wanted to do sort of a retrospective on The Last Jedi. Uh, and I said, well, you know, you're already putting together the, the Cantonica song, which is... You, they're near perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I said, I, I, you know, there are other things that have happened. Solo came out this year, and they say, yeah, but we haven't had a year. It's only a year since the last Jedi came out, and there's so much to be said about it. Mm. So, uh, so um, in true fashion, you know, they picked a holiday number, and I won't go into more detail. I'll just present it to you for your listening pleasure. Fly Casual Glee Club and walking on the sunny, salty sand. <laughs> Well, everybody, it's Christmas time, and well, to me, Christmas time always meant sitting around the fire with the family and singing about the Battle of Crait from The Last Jedi. That's true. <laughs> so if you know the words, I hope you'll join in. Oh, join us, everyone. <laughs> Alarm bells ring, aren't you wincing? The last two hours not convincing. The First Order is here to knock us all on our rears. Walking on that sunny, salty sand <laughs> Gone astray, the Jedi Master Pretty Cray, a totes disaster He pops a stale of milk cap And pulls it straight from the tap He's not walking oh, on that sunny, salty sand <laughs> Now in the middle, we can have a showdown Oh, yeah And pretend that Luke is really here He'll dick with Kylo till he has a breakdown. (laughs) He did. And probably just wink and disappear. (laughs) Hey, later on, he'll retire. And by retire, I mean expire. He said goodbye to his twin. Now he's a fart in the wind. 
sunny salty sand. <laughs> then the baddies will pull out their big old cannon. You know, the one that they yes. were saving just for last. Yeah, so we'll one. nearly take it out. But then, no, man. <laughs> Now Rose will do my all and then talk out of her ass. Apart with the dice, hey, ain't it bitter? Quick plot device, those crystal critters. Hey, resident Mary Sue, bring on the timely rescue. No way. Just get us off this sunny, salty sand. This story hasn't moved since it began. A cruiser now runs on gas just like a sedan. Please roll the credits. I've had all I can stand. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas! (laughs) Mike, did you write the lyrics to that song? Uh, It definitely wasn't my Ike. (laughs) Mike! It was not my Ike. That really sounded like you might have written the lyrics. I might have had a hand in that. I I might have. (laughs) My gosh. Yeah, hate us. My gosh. Hey, the, what? The, the country music folks are real salty on the last Jedi. <laughs> wow. It's everywhere. Just wow. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. But thank you for hey, a couple like of nice additions from the Glee Club this yeah. year. Yeah, the, 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 the Christmas satire repertoire just grows and grows. <laughs> yeah, it does. Not unlike a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Is it yeah, but, but like a tumor. It's like probably tumor. not benign either, is it's it? It's like a tumor. Well, you know, I don't want to call it non-malignant. We'll put it that way. <laughs> That's true. So so there's that. Hey, guys, we got a lot to talk about. It's time for some rumors. Oh, which is rumors? There's rumors. Rumors. Rumors upon rumors within oh, rumors. yeah. Love me some rumors. Oh, boys. I would masticate to some rumors right now. Oh, there has been more rumors. Scalp right now. It would be nice. Thank There's you. There's been more rumors coming out the last couple weeks than we've seen since probably 2014. My gosh. <laughs> that <laughs> is like four yeah. years, dude. There four. Well, for Rizzle. It Maybe was almost all, five. Maybe it was all five. like there were, there were, I think, a lot fewer intentional leaks. Like intentional rumors yeah. because they were, there was a whole lot of, oh, what the hell are we doing <laughs> well, going on on the inside? I mean, leading up to The Force Awakens, there was nothing before it, right? So right. that's it. That was our only focal point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a, little, for a couple of years everywhere. there, we had Rogue One and I mean, we had some things in there that kind of, you know, diverted our attention. But uh, we are in a period right now where Ep9 doesn't come out for a whole year. Holy cow. So everybody is pretty much focused on 9. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, uh, there's yeah. no distractions, not no, really. Other none. than a little Mandalorian none. here, a little this, that, over eh, there. Yeah, there's some good stuff coming. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, though, these big movies, Star Wars they draw, they draw all the Galaxy of Adventures, you forgot about right. that. That's oh, cool. that's right. That's Yeah, that's where the attention is. You're right. Yep, <laughs> yep, those fan <laughs> films. Yep. <laughs> that 12 minutes, man. So Just what is that. going on in the rumor? Oh, my world gosh. So, well, Mark Hamill this week, he's... <laughs> I know him. Yeah, I do yeah, too. Yeah, I follow him on yeah. Twitter. Well, you might have thought that he had died in The Last Jedi. What? But just because you die in Star Wars does not mean that it's the end of the road. Yeah. Just and saying. Han's or in coming most back. major pop culture properties. <laughs> True that. True that. Yeah. So, uh, Hamill this week uh, talking about 
the secrecy surrounding Ep9, which is funny because it seemed like, uh, remember when JJ was in charge of the Force Awakens, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of secrecy going oh, everything on there. Was locked down, and there was, oh, yeah, they take our cell phones every morning on set. Big and, time, yeah. big time. But uh, yeah, according to Luke, I'm uh, not Lucas, uh, Luke. Luke. Mark <laughs> Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Give me some. You need more Red here, Bull, man. less. I know. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Here, I got some I got some grape-flavored energy drink. <laughs> That's it's all right. delicious. So the Mark Hamill, though, uh, you know, talking about uh, being on the set of Ep9, a little more secrecy involved with uh, the Ep9, just like The Force Awakens. Yeah, I was going to say, he didn't have to deal with the script secrecy of The Force Awakens because he didn't have no lines. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> but uh, he said it's JJ's back in charge, and it's kind of back to that... Uh, I don't know that uh, that Fort Knox lockdown and the kinda. red paper yeah. scripts and the red red paper scripts. He hates red paper scripts. He about those. Hates red paper scripts. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you can't. They're red because they don't photocopy. Yes, well. right. And no one is allowed to have. It's not like you're like, oh, you're in the movie. Here's your script. Right. They don't get those. Yeah. Actually, he was talking specifically in this article on Slashville about this. And that uh, actually on, uh, well, like you said, on Force Awakens, he didn't really have any lines. So, you know, the script read, you know, and that was it for Ep 8. um, (laughs) He said that he actually got to keep a script, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was nice uh, for him. But uh, back to Fast Forward Ep 9, that... uh, um, Apparently, they flew someone out yep. <laughs> to his home so that he could read the script and then immediately took it back and flew yep. back to Lucasfilm. Even on set, wow. when people need to review a script on set, there's a script person, yes. come, which that may be kind of normal, but this script person just like unlocks the briefcase. I imagine there's yes. two of them with separate keys. They both have to turn at the same time. And then they walk the script over to you, let you look at it briefly, and then walk it back. <laughs> you are not allowed to have it. So yeah, we're so we're back to the JJ. I'm not style. joking, except for the I two. I know keys you part. are absolutely not joking. This is not a joke. But uh, yeah, so we're back to that JJ style secrecy on on set, which is funny because there were, according to to Hamill, there was less secrecy with Brian Johnson, but. Less leaks, yep. fewer leaks. Yep. Right. Well, you, <laughs> hey, hey, the tighter, the tighter your grip becomes, the more star system. Oh, there you go. You got Slip it through your fingers. That's there, right. Buddy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. Paraphrasing. Um, actually, the funny thing is, is Hamill. You can tell he's just. It, this is not his forte. No, at this point, he's just like these kids. I don't even right. know. He's, right. like, he's like, I'm, 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 I don't care. Uh, this is not my speed. The discussion, actually, he, he had an anecdote about, uh, you know, when A New Hope came out, when it was known as Star Wars back in the day, you know, he got a copy of the script and they're like, oh, no, you can't share this with anybody. But he took it home and he read it and he's like, this is crazy. And then he called over some friends and they had a barbecue and he was <laughs> passing the script around. They're having a few beers. <laughs> Get yep. some opinions and yeah, no, that that those days long long gone. So, right. Yeah. It's, of course, back in the seventies when nobody knew what Star Wars was, nobody even damn. So. And there was no internet to propagate things exactly. Exactly. Instantly. So but uh I don't know. The the thing I take away from this article is just I don't know, Hamill's annoyance maybe. <laughs> 
He does. I don't want to say he's a gruff old man because I don't think of him that way. I just think he just has no time to suffer fools in terms of this type of like overhypeness. He, I don't yeah. think he likes overhyping no, anything. He doesn't. That's for yeah. sure. But I don't know. I think he honestly, I mean, if we want to look at this honestly, I think he's a little soured by this whole experience. I think, I think so too. He, yeah, the, 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 the I article, think his wife is not sitting there behind, you know, behind him, like trying to stifle it. I told you so. Well, I told you so. <laughs> famously, I don't know. Three or four months ago, I read an article with him in it. And, uh, I actually kind of felt bad for him because he he alluded to the fact that when he signed on for these films, that he was really excited because Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher had signed on as well. And in his mind, he felt like he was going to get that moment. Yeah. Just and even if it was just a moment where all three of them would be on screen again, he would get to act with his friends. And that did not materialize. No. And squandered, you know, whether you like you know, these new sequel trilogies or not, or whatever, whatever your opinion is, it doesn't matter. There um, is a little bit of a tragedy. Yeah, there is. I, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad yeah, for him because, you know, that's, um, I, I, I would have felt the same way. Yeah, you know, I got these, this opportunity to, you know, act with these people that I have, you know, very strong feelings for, and it just didn't materialize for him. So yeah, I feel bit. I feel bad for him on some level. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> Hamill goes on to discuss the fact that uh, despite rumors that he had already done his um, bits, as they would say, for Ep9. They do. That, That's uh, how they call them. They say bits. The Come bits and pieces, bits. yeah. Bits. Well, I mean, everybody's assuming, of course, that uh, his role in this is going to be Force Ghost Luke. Yes. Yeah, and has that, to be. Uh, his... Um, the screen time is going to be somewhat limited, which I would still venture to guess it's going to be pretty limited. Um, he does go on to say that, uh, in fact, that he has filmed a very little of his parts and that uh, his filming is yet to come. Well, that just Ooh. means that one of two things. Yes, he's a force ghost and they're all just going to be shooting somewhere else and then superimposing him. Or B, when Nebula gets the gauntlet and snaps her fingers, he rematerializes. Oh, I like this. That Crossover. Could that could be. Crossover. <laughs> Luke, Luke was actually in, in, in that galaxy. It wasn't a 50%. It was just one. I think <laughs> some, one dude. I think maybe some folks. It was 50% hopefully. of the Jedi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think some folks are taking those comments to maybe crossing their fingers and hoping that he's got more of a significant role in nine than <sighs> I, I don't know. Again, it's F nine and I don't know how to feel about anything. I don't either. I just don't, I don't have know. any idea. I'm going to gonna be completely surprised with how they try to make all this rematerialize. Yes. I, yeah. I mean uh, yeah, I mean, eight left me with like we know. I, I we no know. idea, no. no idea what nine is going to bring. I've known so. people who like. I know people who really like eight. People who really who really mm-hmm. disagree with where I fall on it. Who still when they go, but I have no idea where they're going. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Not, you're not absolutely a, right. Not, and they don't say, but I have no idea where they're going. They don't say it like that. Like it's exciting. It's kind of like. Eh, eh, eh. I'm like everybody that that I've that I've talked face to face with comes down on that. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I have no. Yeah, feel idea. what you want, but I mean, I, I think everybody's got to admit that. I mean, at eight almost felt like a standalone film. That like it almost kind of felt like a rap in it of itself. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. Some people are excited about that fact that they have no idea what nine is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people may be frustrated with that fact. But uh, anyway, so Hamill 
Um, like I said, still has his parts yet to film. So, anyway. Force, Force Luke. Force Ghost Luke. Force Ghost Luke. Well, I don't know if confirmed, confirmed. but... Uh, confirmed. Oh, well, let me ask you guys this. Any chance at all in hell that Luke isn't dead? Because there's I don't a lot of say there's there no is chance. a lot of people out there positing that he's not dead. I'm not gonna say there's no hmm. chance, but boy, would it be hard to navigate that without being so lame, right? Yeah. As I much mean, as I don't want him to be dead, he did, right? Right, exactly. And, and did he die in a dumb way? Yeah, right. Did, was it even clear that he was dying? No, <laughs> it wasn't. But at the same time, I had to. I had to eat that nasty, nasty cold porridge. So don't make me barf it back up. Right. Yeah. I, I just. Uh-huh. I just. I feel like it's like okay. You've you've made a decision. You've you've moved forward with it. That's one of those things. I don't think you can turn back. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you. If if he does, I don't know how you make it plausible. And make it work right on within the structure. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? uh, (laughs) What's new in Game of Vaders? Game of Vaders? Game of Vaders. Dun 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 dun. I'm not sure where we're going with that. Next on the rumor schedule, guess what? We got a new cameo announced in episode nine. What is it? Me? That's right. Oh, I see. Not enough people were pissed off about Ed Sheeran showing up in Game of Thrones. What I was gonna say is that we had a whole. We had a whole uh, song last episode about the cameos in Star Wars, but yeah, yet another has been added to the list. Uh, yes, Ed Sheeran. I still don't understand what pissed people off so bad about him showing up in Game of Thrones. I was I like, don't either. I was like, that dude looked familiar. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I guess you have to be in order to be pissed off. You have to know who he is. That was probably been helpful. <laughs> I just I thought no he idea. looked familiar. Oh, weird red guy. Okay, whatever. And then I saw as Ed Sheeran was on Game of Thrones. People were upset. I'm like, that one, name sounds familiar. <laughs> which Actually, one was his, he? His scene and he was. If you don't know for real, Garrick, are you just messing? Well, I didn't know at the time. I had to look it up because I didn't. I had to, to. Yeah, I also had to confirm. I it. mean, his scene in Game of Thrones, was I totally thought, was fine. Yeah, I liked it. It was a campfire thing and yeah. guy just singing, and yeah, it made sense. Cool. It totally. Why not Ed Sheeran? Yeah, why it's not? not like he turned to the camera and just lingered, staring <laughs> into <laughs> right. it like George. Hello, Lucas's Game daughter. of Thrones fans. <laughs> I'm Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I'm now to sing on a song. with the scene. <laughs> yeah. So we, if you've had me, I'd like to sing a song for you. <laughs> so yeah, yes, like to hear you go. Yeah, yet another person that's uh, added to the cameo list for Star Wars. Yeah, I, Simon yeah, Pegg is I kinda, in there. I kind of feel some people are pissed off about this stuff. I'm and, hoping that Unkar pull him up. They haven't been a complete alien outfit where he's unrecognizable, and he still sings. <laughs> I thought he was. Or, I thought his. I thought his. I think he was a stormtrooper. Oh, like Daniel Craig. I'm fine. I hope the stormtrooper oh, yeah. sings. Daniel Craig was. He's gonna be. Daniel he's Craig gonna be a short. Great. He's gonna be a short stormtrooper. He's gonna be a short <laughs> yeah, Very very short. Be, well, the singing core. They they're not as strict yeah, about the height regulations. <laughs> you know, as as you, you can, can be flat footed and still be. The singing. As long as you got those pipes. Yep. (laughs) Word. Those gold. Okay, so uh, also in Ep9 rumor news. (gasps) What? This one's okay. So I'm I'm gonna give some preface here before I I give this piece. Because Uh there's a lot of people 
we all know how divisive the last Jedi was, right? Yep. And there are a lot of people on the the pro side of the last Jedi that are concerned about JJ coming in and undoing <laughs> and subverting of all things. <laughs> how dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you? It's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's good for the goose, guys? Because that movie subverted all the stuff from the first everything, one. and we're the first ones to say you it can't just keep going itself. back and forth. We will, we say that, you know. We're saying like you can't just make Luke alive, like you, right. But right. yes, right. But so some things are probably forgivable. So uh, you know, I'm not. We've already given our opinions on Last Jedi. But I'm just, like I said, I'm going to lay some preface here. So, you know, so a lot of people, the people that like The Last Jedi like the subversive. That's like one of the main things that they liked about it is that it it did not, you know, go down the predictable route and, and that it, it you know, it, it took left turns when everybody thought it was going to go right and all that good stuff. You could put in a completely and, different movie. Right. You could put in the Goonies and say, that was really subversive for a Star Wars film. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Except I like the Goonies. So, I mean, there, so there are certain things about this movie that, uh, you know, about Last Jedi that, you know, people were like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And a couple of those were like, number one, like the fact that uh, Kylo Ren, you know, smashed his mask, you know, right? Smashed and, into uh, pieces. And you know what? What? I had no problem with that at all. Yeah, yeah I, that's fine. Seemed like a that's character one of those development. Smart things, I don't know how he's, but that was a pitiful helmet if you just smash it like that, though. <laughs> Dude, he was so forced. <laughs> what, what was it actually protecting? Like his pride. If he <laughs> fell off a bike, it would break and hurt him worse. Apparently, it's kind of detrimental. Yeah. All I could do was just drop it. Sticks his lightsaber on the spokes and flips over. <laughs> Stupid helmet. <laughs> Stupid Ryan Johnson. So, but one of the, one of the big ones. Uh, so well, anyway, again, more preface here. There's a lot of these last Jedi people saying, boy, I hope, J you know, JJ doesn't come in and just Is that what they sound like, Mike? undo all the greatness that RJ <laughs> injected into Star Wars. Okay. So that said. Um, the rumor this week is that, uh, that, uh, Ray is actually going to repair the, uh, Anakin Skywalker lightsaber that was destroyed in the battle between Ray and Kylo at the end of the movie. Um, famously the, the, the lightsaber itself from the beginning, you remember you guys, when we had rumors about the lightsaber floating in space oh, yeah. and being picked up and so you know so jj obviously at least in my opinion intended for this lightsaber to be a big a meaningful thing throughout this i mean and she picked it up and it like spoke to her through the yes, force right yeah, and then of course of course rj gets the film and was like you know what fuck the lightsaber this is a metal piece of poop <laughs> somebody he's, pooped metal he's the one where in literally the first scene of that movie you know Luke takes the lightsaber and says, yeah, what's this shit? And throws it over the cliff. And Classic. Honestly, the, the more apart I get from the movie, the more I feel like Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams must have already hated each other. Uh, yeah, it feels that, <laughs> kind of feels that way. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't necessarily believe it, but man, it feels like it sometimes. So, okay, so let me ask you guys this. I mean, how do you guys feel about this? That, I mean, if, you know, R.J., specifically took the time to say this lightsaber doesn't matter to the point that he broke it. 
in well, the you last know what? Jedi. The character... And now JJ's coming back and saying, no, we're going to fix it and she's going to use it. The character that pretended that that lightsaber didn't matter had to come around and uh, fix his wrongs even in the end. So if I'm supposed to continue to believe that that lightsaber doesn't matter, it's based on the belief of a character who is deeply flawed and had to make up for it by getting involved. But Luke, basically. Luke's like, oh, this doesn't matter. But Luke is an angry, bitter old butthead. And then in the end has to go, all right, I do need to step in and do something. So there's no reason to believe that the lightsaber is useless or worthless because it was just the belief of a bitter old hermit. Right? Obviously. I mean, well, I, I'm, this is me taking The Last Jedi absolutely as it is. Right. I'm not being divisive and saying, well, Luke sucks, so who cares? I'm saying Luke was a bitter old guy who was wrong but by admission of his own change of attitude. Right? Right. So all bets are off. Oh, symbolism, Lightsaber's most important thing in the galaxy. It's all about symbolism, bro. Just, yes. Because it's I like think, a, I think his uh, lightsaber is going to be imbued with Luke himself, his essence. Yeah. And Actually, every time he talks, the kyber crystal is going to like glow. And lightsaber's <laughs> destroyed. Mark Hamill's scenes are he has to come in and hold very still because they're going to superimpose him in her hands and he's just going to have a laser come out of his head. He's going right. to be like a force lightsaber. Nah, she's, he's going to help her fix it. She's going to be like, hey, hold this piece here. Okay, okay, okay. Screw this in. Okay. Okay, let's let go. Let's see. Click. A yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, how do you guys feel about this, though? Do you feel like this, and I hate I to put it this way, less. I mean, does this, okay, well, we know where you stand on this. That's it. I'm just like, I, there's nothing positive or negative about any of it to me. Right. It's just like, okay, do it, do it well. All right. Let me So let's it. talk to Garrick and how you have a little right. bit and more of a positive view of The Last Jedi. I mean, do you guys feel like this? Uh, <laughs> if, if Ray does repair this lightsaber and use it, that in, in some way subverts or undoes what RJ did. Is this a slight to RJ? To me, it would make sense. Yeah. That she would at least try. (laughs) She's Mm -hmm. not not like she's hung around with a lightsaber long enough. Yeah, it's not like kyber crystals just grow in the ground. Oh, wait. No, they do. (laughs) Damn it. It's hard to believe that that Luke was able to build his own lightsaber before, it's like, how did he know? He had to figure it out. He had to find out, right? Well, she's had even less time to mull things over, so it makes sense that she'd try to fix the broken one. Yeah. Right. Well, the the lightsaber, That's... I mean, in that movie, I assume, was uh, supposed to represent, like, the Force, right? Like, uh, she tries to hand it to Luke, and, of course, he's cut himself off from the Force, so he just throws it away. And then when Kylo and Rey are fighting over it, it's kind of like the two sides of the force pulling at each other until it broke. So I think her repairing it, I, I, I'm I, guessing the symbolism there is like she's trying to repair the force that was broken apart when maybe she was going to turn with Kylo to turn to the dark side or the middle side or whatever. So I don't know. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's Dialogue Club featuring <laughs> Garrick Dean Hardy. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what Ryan Ryan Johnson was attempting to do with the lightsaber. That is so obvious to me now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That. Yep. Yep. What Garrick said is what he did. Yep. Yeah. See, that movie's awesome now, isn't it? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's top of my list now. <laughs> so okay, well, but I mean, so you're cool with then with with JJ coming back and repairing it and bringing it back and yeah. I kind of wish she would construct her own, <laughs> so it could be green because I like green lightsabers better. Yeah. But that's just me. That's my personal. Maybe uh, maybe she has to find or purple. Ooh, it's purple. Crystal. Yellow, orange. Ooh, yellow. Yellow orange lightsaber. I want orange. Silver. Honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, Corey. I don't even rainbow. Know what, I don't even know what to think about it. I mean, it's just I want to. I still care. I don't know. I care about all this a lot, but I feel so lost Look, that I, I'm like, I it want could to, be good, it could be bad. I don't know. I mean, I want to care about it, but I just I feel like I mean I'm soured, and unless JJ can bring me back full circle. That's the thing. I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm Paul's hoping, in his maybe. I don't. I don't. I'm honestly having a hard time getting where you guys are coming from because I look at this like okay it, it makes sense <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel yeah I, I, it's not something like oh it's really cool or that's divisive you just, or I just, you just like, see that's the a uti- thing you just see the utility of it like yeah she has this lightsaber yeah. Why not? <laughs> why Why wouldn't she try to repair <laughs> yeah. it? But I, see that- if I had a broken lightsaber in real life, I would yeah, I would try to yeah, fix it. I would try to repair that <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be afraid I'd shoot that or thing, cut my that eye thing off. Cuts things up. That'd be man. worth it. Slice your bread and look, make toast. I get where you guys are coming from, but I'm trying to look at this at more of a symbolic overall picture type of thing. And I, I and it, you know, I, I feel like JJ, you know, set up a very specific thing, or at least he had something in mind in the Force Awakens with that lightsaber. And then if you're was, asking whether having her reconstruct the lightsaber is thumbing the nose at the last Jedi. Well, yeah, that's kind of the overall. Question. I don't think I so. Don't, I, to me, it's too. Uh, whether he is or isn't. The, the, yeah. The word could be potentially, but it's such a small gesture given the, the function of it that I don't think anybody who gets upset about that <laughs> needs to take their meds. And Honestly, if we weren't chill. talking about it and I just have, we happen to, See it in the movie. Yeah, I would. I, I would never thought occur twice. To me. Yeah, it would never occur. Maybe. To me maybe that. afterwards when we're chewing on it, but not while I'm watching. I'll, I'll t- look, okay. Let me put it this way. You're right. I mean, it, the lightsaber seems like a small thing. So whether he means it as a slight or not, I mean, it's such a small thing. Does it really matter? I think the bigger thing is if JJ brings back Luke and Luke's alive. Oh yeah, that's in nine. That'd that's be pretty crazy. much saying JJ, fuck you. Yeah. That if, <laughs> but if you want to, if you want to yeah, rip Ryan, apart yeah, the fandom even more, <laughs> yeah, bring it back. But to be honest, I don't. That yeah. would be one thing I'd be okay with. What? Yeah. What? Bringing back Luke? I would. Really? Honestly, I am so weirded and out. This, by this may be thing. divisive. This may be maybe well, divisive, but I'm well, not magically mi- bringing. I'm back of the Luke. mindset that whatever JJ does. Is I don't look at him as being like a, a middle finger to Ryan Johnson. I look at it as this going, I'm going to try to put these pieces yeah, together. Right. I, honestly, I, I'm there. I, I don't right. know JJ well enough at all. Right. But I, I just have this feeling that He's, JJ's a little bit above that. To I be, think so. To be like, right. I'm just... I want to play your dirty game. Right. I think he's I don't more even think Ryan Johnson knew he was playing that game. I don't think Ryan Johnson had the self-awareness well, I think to you're realize right. what he was doing. I think you're right. Um, but I look at JJ as going, well, you know, let's try to put it back to well, better. You got to what we think would be the best place to leave off. Yeah. No, regardless I, of the journey. I absolutely agree with that. And you got to remember that, you know, JJ wasn't 
scheduled to do nine, right? It was right. Trevorrow. So, yeah. uh, and I've said this from the beginning, that, you know, at least after Last Jedi came out, that RJ made the movie he was conscripted to make. So he was given certain latitudes and he took advantage of all those things. He, he made the he movie. Do. He made the movie he was told he could make. So I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't really place a lot of blame on him. No. Nope. So. But I'll, I'll put his feet to the fire over his social media. <laughs> but, right, right, right. but the movie I, is what it is. I really want, though, the lightsaber to turn into a Bob-like character. Bob the Skull. <laughs> Luke talks but through lightsaber yes. flickering. Yes. I That's like really it. what I want. <laughs> oh, I like every time he talks, the lightsaber starts to come out. But like when he's mad or being passive aggressive, it only comes out like a little bit. <laughs> and it changes colors. Too, like he's like, I'm going to emotions. my room. I'll be back for dinner. <laughs> you know. Nice. That's what well, it'll be see. interesting, I guess, to see uh, how all that transpires. Um, Kevin Smith on the news this week. Have you guys. Huh? Kevin, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Have you, you know seen what? his recent movies? Look, look, Kevin. Here's here's my take on Kevin. Have you Smith. watched Tusk yet? No. Mike, I, I do. The last thing I, I have I, a treat for you, my friend. The last thing I saw from him was Red State, and uh, <laughs> oh no, yeah, oh right. no, my friend, you have a ways to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care about his movies anymore. He's just one of those guys now. Actually, I'm intrigued by him. I saw his uh, his interview. He was on what Joe Rogan? Yeah, several months ago. Oh, talking about his heart attack. And all yeah, that stuff. yeah. He's like I, near like, death stuff. I am and, more yeah. interested in him as a person now. I am than too. I'm actually, anything that he puts out. That's probably always been true ever since he did like that college tour. Sure. Yeah. Stuff. Back right. In the yeah. Day. Where you just yeah feel questions. Where it's and, like yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're a personality. Right. Right. And you know, so, at least you didn't. You know, at least you didn't screw Ray J on camera to get famous. He, so. <laughs> he has morphed into a um, someone that you know has you know he's got some notoriety and he's in the nerd culture and people and, and listen to him every time he goes to a movie set he cries. Yes, <laughs> he's he's cried twice in the last week. Just saying. The dude goes to movie sets and then comes back and they're like, how was it on the movie set? Man, it was so, I mean, they have got it. They've got it so down. I cried. I cried. Like, look at me. Look at me. I'm a a guy. I cried. I was so moved. I was like transformed. I was in a different place. That's every single interview with Kevin Smith. I know. About and how, how was it on that movie set? And that's the criticism of him as of late. But I don't know. I have a hard time being... I, look, I don't dislike Kevin Smith. I, I don't, don't understand why everybody's like, what did Kevin Smith think? Here, what did Kevin Smith think? I'm like, well, Kevin Smith's fine, but... Here's the thing about <laughs> Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is now a cheerleader, right? He is. And people invite him onto their set because they know that he will do exactly what he does. That he's yeah. going to take to Twitter and he's going to give interviews. And that's why I interviews. don't like it. It's marketing. And yes. it feels disingenuous. It's, it's all marketing. If it was packaged like marketing, I'd be like, yep, it's marketing. But they package it like it's some like, oh man, Kevin Smith, he's, you know, look, he knows, he's a nerd. He knows you guys. <laughs> he's like you guys and he likes it. I'm like, BS, dude cries look, look, at the before drop we get of a sock. Too deep into this, I'll, let me give you the two scenarios that happened this past week. First, Ugh. he um, he was invited by JJ to come to the set of Ep9, and basically he said that he witnessed um, a classic character. Most people assume that it's uh, uh, Billy D. 
as mm-hmm. Lando that gave the performance of his career and that he <laughs> cried on set. The hyperbole wow. makes me cringe so hard. I know. If it's true, awesome. I don't believe that it is. I know. I want to believe that I it is. I want to. I want to believe, but I but don't. But he says that about everything. Exactly. Everything he says is that way. He's even made fun of himself for it, like when they were trying to I cast know. Daredevil and he pitched Ben Affleck. He's like, man, I'll tell, I'll tell everybody, Ben Affleck's my answer for everything. Everything. Like he makes fun of himself. He's self-aware about it, but yet he keeps doing it. Well, the funny thing is, is that I mean, literally like a day later, there's a report. I don't know if you guys saw this, but that that he was also or no, that he was exposed to to the uh uh Avengers Endgame trailer. Yep. yep. <laughs> and he cried he yep. cried at the endgame trailer. Hey, that was yep. sad though. <laughs> Okay, uh, but I was almost moved to tears because I don't know if you realize this. In that Avengers Endgame trailer, Robert Downey Jr. gave the performance of his career. I'm just saying. He probably did. <laughs> it looks kind of like it. It, it made me cry. I, I feel you. the one he got the Oscar for it. Right? But I wish we could have had at least a couple weeks between him crying you, and give Star him time, Wars. And give him time for his cheeks to dry <laughs> between crying. Does it again? Home the homecoming I wonder what again, I really like Kevin Smith. I just yeah, right. don't these these <laughs> reactions always feel strange to me. He would yes. probably cry on the set of Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> Dude, probably that was like, I went to he this dude's basement and watched these dudes record of Star Wars podcast, and I cried because the odor was so strong. Look, somebody's cutting onions. <laughs> it smelled like Star Trek role playing. I don't know. Oh, gross! <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Smith is what they call a hype man. He I mean, is. that's again, that's why people invite him on their sets now, and because they know he's going to go and he's going to be all emotional. He's, he's going to love everything he sees. Yes, and that's great. Right. Positivity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We need more of that in this world. So I'm all about it. Yeah, Mike. Know, because here's the thing: Kevin Smith doesn't hate on people who are critical about things. That's the difference. You want to be positive about something, you need to be positive about people too. And I'm going to give that man credit no, for that. I don't want to. I got to give that man credit for that because he is positive about everything to the point where I'm just like, all right, you're giving me the diabetes over here. <laughs> but but well, he doesn't turn around and bag on people who don't disagree with him. And that, for some reason, nowadays is something that deserves respect yeah, because it's rare. No, and I... I I agree. I mean, we need more positivity. There's been a lot of negativity mm-hmm. <laughs> over the last year. So if there's someone out there and, and they're giving good vibes, man, I'm all about it. Why right not? Why not? Why not? So Also, now I can't wait to see Billy D top the Colt 45 commercial. Finally, after all yeah. these years. <laughs> all right, time. guys. I have I have one last thing here. Do you guys want to oh, talk about this? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got a plot theory. Oh no, that uh, has been posited. Do you guys want to discuss that, or do you guys want to? Well, I've been maybe... wearing my thinking cap for like two hours, so it's about time because it's itchy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you guys want to, you guys want to dive into this, or you want to save it for another cast? No, hit me. All right, baby. Hit me. We're going, right. we're taking out. We're we're gonna pile drive twenty eighteen to the max. Hit me bro. with your best shot. All right. Fire so, away. Benatar. I, Pat my Benatar. I have been exposed to a plot theory for Ep nine. Uh oh. That. All right. Now we're getting crazy rumory. So the super sensitive types oh, need no. to tune out. It exposed yeah. itself to you. Let's just put it this way: if there's any truth to this, yeah, this could be pretty. Uh, Took its spoilery. shirt off. So if you are overly 
sensitive to these things, you may want to tune out now. I'm always yep. sensitive. Um, this seems very plausible to me. Is very sensitive. It actually seems so plausible that I don't believe it's actually going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds too right to be to yeah. be true. True. Yes. Well, yes. Star Wars has hurt us enough. We know that right <laughs> is not true. So, uh, from my understanding, this this originated in the in the you know the dredges of the Reddit. <laughs> hey, Reddit does not have dredges. It has sewers. It's the sewers of Reddit. <laughs> sewers. Oh, yes. Um, but it was because um, I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, this was uh, crystallized to the best of I've been able to trace it to a guy named uh, on on YouTube named Thor Skywalker. So oh, he posited legit. this theory. I want to give I want to give him credit universes. because this is. At least as far back as I can trace it, this is where it originated. So um, anyway, so this theory basically posits that, um, you know, a lot of people have been talking the last two movies about Ray and her origins and why the hell is she so good with the force and why can she fly the Falcon right away? It's the whole Mary Sue thing, right? Yeah, we're trying to justify it because we don't want to believe that it's just poor writing and I, and that's what i've said this whole time is like okay i'm i'm you know i'm withholding my judgment until i see nine because they have to explain this right and and jj this is one of the things i feel like force awaken did very well force awakens did very well jj there were there was a a, a breadcrumb trail in the force awakens that right. there was something more going on with ray yes than just she picked up a lightsaber and she's good at stuff. Like the whole right. scene where she's with Finn down underneath and the Rathars are rolling around tremorsing everybody. And she's like, oh, yeah, if we do this, we do that. Blah, blah, blah. And she figures it all out right there in her head. And even she's surprised. Yes. That, and that thing that you just said is exactly right. In The Force yeah. Awakens, I was struck by the fact that she seemed surprised by the abilities. Every time she, she came to these abilities and solutions, she was surprised by them. Right. This is something that was new to her. It's yeah. not that she's always... And it wasn't just the Force. Right. It was everything. It, I mean, it wasn't just like Force fighting with lightsaber fighting sure. and stuff. It was everything she did in that movie was almost a surprise to her. Right. Yes. I agreed. 100%. So... I don't so, know where that was in the last <laughs> Anyway, I like the series that I'm about to posit because it really... As much as I was a critic of The Last Jedi... I really feel like if this is true, this really could sew up things between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this theory basically says that um, uh, Kylo Ren, when he, you know, was uh, going after the dark side, you know, where um, Snoke was, you know, um, wooing him over to that side, mm -hmm. um, essentially decided that he needed to um, expel all of the light side from him mm -hmm. in its entirety. And well, which, which for a second, let, let me, for a second, this is a slight departure from a lot of what we've seen from dark Jedi and Sith before, where what they crave is power, right? Not purity. We don't True. see as much focus on yeah. purity. We see it's, it's, it's power. And, and that lust for power is what corrupting, right? Whereas Kylo seems to be bent on purity, on pure, almost like purifying himself 
yeah. from light, like expelling right. all light from himself. And going to the Force Awakens, where you have the scene where he's talking to the helmet, yep, where he's almost praying to his grandfather, "Help me, yep. help me get rid of this, yep, out of me." He's struggling with the light. Yep. That was There's, one of the things that we loved about the Force Awakens yep. is that we've got a bad guy that is struggling with the light side of the Force. That yep. was so foreign and new. Yeah, and it was you know oh, it's a crazy departure from what we know you know of you know old legends and, and the old canon and all that good it stuff. It was always so, struggling with the dark or committed to the right dark. So, yes. So, um, so yeah, it's interesting that you put it that way because, um, you know, so he comes to this realization. Actually, he, he looks, uh, th- this theory anyway, posits that he looks at Vader and what was Vader's failing? Well, Vader's failing was that he still had the light in him. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he, you know, came full circle and, you know, killed Palpatine and, you know, was was redeemed right. by Luke. And, you know, now that Kylo is a disciple of Vader, he he's looking for a way. How do I do this this time without being tempted by the light and all that good stuff? So right. this theory posits that um, that Kylo went through some sort of ritual, dark side ritual, Sith ritual of some sort where he basically splits himself mm-hmm. in two where the the all that remains of him is the dark side where right. he has split off the light side of him entirely right and um now through this process or whatever um it's it's ba- basic well let me just say it essentially ray is the manifestation of kylo ren the light side of kylo ren mm-hmm Okay, so he has expelled this. Um, the light side of Kylo Ren goes off somewhere and and plants itself in this little girl, Ray. Yep. And now, okay. Ray's origin is, is is she, you know, is she a man of complete manifestation of the Force, or was she an existing, you know, child? And you know, the I light still side- want to believe that this ritual or whatever, if it was a thing that that he had her, and he did it. And he cast it into her because it had to go somewhere, right? Because I still want it justified. Because if it goes, if this goes unjustified, Star Wars has failed, in my opinions, right? When well, it could be like Preacher. In well, Preacher failed uh, <laughs> because season two happened. Uh, when when in the Force Awakens, when they say, "Oh yeah, there was there was a girl," when the stormtroopers reporting to yes. him, he's like, "A girl? Yeah, what girl? What girl?" Right. And then turns around and beats the crap out of a console. Well, and and that must be justified, well, or everyone attached to this franchise has failed. Well, because otherwise, and, it's just a stupid loser. And it's end. not only that, but as they the, he says that line as they are orbiting Jakku. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows they're in close proximity to, to what he done. What he had done. Plus, I still felt like the arm that was holding her arm or the hand that was holding her arm looked like it could have been Kylo. You know? Uh, you no, see- the arm is Uncar Plutt. Oh, was it Uncar Plutt's arm? Yes. Oh, okay. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clearly. Okay. Either way, he also knows about who her parents are. So yes. they sold her to him for booze money. Yeah, see, and, and this is where all that this all starts to tie up, yeah. right? Because of course he would lie to her, you know, in the Last Jedi, yep. you know, uh, telling her, "Oh yeah, you're you're nobody," you know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, because you know he doesn't want you know her to. Well, and 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 it explains his obsession with her as well, right? Because when he finds out that you know, oh my gosh, you know this this girl 
you know, suddenly has got all these abilities and she's bested me in combat twice, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. Um, now he's know, got a scholarly fascination with how is this happening? Right. It's starting to make more sense. Right. And, you know, if you look at, at Ray as being a manifest, you know, a, a, once being part of Kylo Ren, right? Mm -hmm. So it starts to make sense. So actually, and a it, lot of it people... It makes you start to wonder if, like, as he trains and becomes more powerful, even though his light side is separated from him, it's also becoming more powerful and more in connection with the Force, right. even though it's not in him, it's in some... Well, there's you, notice, balance. you also notice that she doesn't start getting her powers until he's in close proximity to her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe his proximity to her is... The the force awakens. It's the force awakening in her, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So you know his proximity to her is is awakening these abilities. And actually, a lot of people don't understand this or know this. And I just found this out myself. But the novelization of the Force Awakens, the scene where he has captured her and he's questioning her on mm -hmm. the ship. Yeah. Um, in the novelization, you can't really tell this from the movie, but in the novelization, they basically make it sound like that when she connects to him, remember he's trying to probe yep. her brain, but she pushes back. Yeah. And she's like, you're afraid that you won't be able to live up to Vader. You know, she's like suddenly calling him out. Yeah. Well, during that scene, essentially she downloads everything from him into her. Oh, So really? that's Weird. the explanation of why she has suddenly all these force abilities. Okay. Is that it's basically rushed all back into her. Okay. And it's essentially the two halves of Kylo trying to reunite. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 that felt very interesting to me, you know, that, you know, there's this, and, and then, you know, fast forward to, to Last Jedi, suddenly they've got this connection. And I know that Snoke claims that he was the catalyst for the two, you know, to be able to contact each other. But right. I mean, if you look beyond that, I mean, just their connection and being able to talk to each other through the force and all that stuff. I mean, it all starts to make, to me, for me, it starts to all kind of fall into place that, you know, again, it's the two halves and and you know at the end of last jedi when they have the you know scene in the throne room you know and he's beg well they're both begging each other no come with me no come with me mm. i mean again it's the two the who halves of kylo ren trying to reunite mm. and uh i don't know very uh, interesting so you know, in episode nine one of them is going to eat the other is that how it's going to work yeah i well i don't there know no 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 yeah, I mean, but but that's where the interesting part comes in because I don't know how you resolve that, you know. Um, one of them has to die. They do it. Yeah, no, yeah, obviously one oh, of them has to yeah. die. But no, they just do it. They do it. <laughs> they just I like do Corey's it. Corey's ending yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> they, bump, they bump uglies, they have sexual suicide, and then and they then create Amara the Jade. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, this guy really good. Yeah, that's how the babbies formed. <laughs> so I don't know. You, what do you guys think about this? I mean, is, uh, is interesting. Does I it, agree does with it, you. Too, it makes too much sense to be what's actually going to happen. I know. I hate to think that, but I know. <laughs> it fits too perfectly. Even even JJ, who pretty much made episode four point one with the Force Awakens, <laughs> still completely took left turns where we thought it made perfect sense to go I right know. in our predictions. I know. Which was fine. We were all thrilled. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't believe for a second that he's going to do anything that that would actually sit that rest. That just to well. kind of, just to kind of even cement this a little bit more, this kind of explains how, like, when she meets Han Solo. Hans, she and Han have this kind of connection, but he doesn't recognize her. Yep. 
Be, you know, there's a connection there because like, oh, that's, you know. And he immediately is like, hey, I, she's going to take over for me and all that stuff. And you're like, whoa, you met this trash bag right. girl. But there's a connection there that he doesn't quite understand. And yep. it's because essentially that's her, his sibling or his, his son, his son or yeah, son, daughter, you know, offspring <laughs> in yeah. a sense. Yeah. You know, that he doesn't recognize. Yep. Too good. Yeah. That's the new fanboy. That wet cool. Dream. I mean, that sounds really cool to me. Yeah. And you hear that, guys? <laughs> Mike just says Ep9 sounds really cool to I'll him. I'll tell you what, if if that ends up being Ep9, then I'm all in on... Well, I'm not all in on the Okay, that's Ep9. That's well, Ep9, you know what? but the entire <laughs> final battle is Luke's Force Ghost. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell well, you this way. Since I'll- it has to bring bring the, the light and the dark together, he's he's battling on a different plane, a different level. So it has to be Luke. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Everybody Luke is, Luke. is fighting. Yeah, everybody's Luke. Yeah, it's like the end of Three Amigos. I just I feel like th- if if this is the case, then the Last Jedi is a lot more palatable to me. Uh, not completely because I I still feel like the worst part of the Last Jedi is the comedy. Uh, that stuff just uh, that's like Jar Jar level. I that, crap. I'm st- I'm still amazed that someone managed to do comedy worse than The Force Awakens did. <laughs> It's funny. Because The Force Awakens, that's the weakest part. It was kind of, yeah. Even though it it's, it's fine. Hokey. It's fine. It was, it was okay. Yeah, it's fine. Right. It was by far the weakest part. Right. And then Ryan Johnson said, hold my latte. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he went, crack? Yep, crack him knuckles and made it kind of a drag. Huh? 3PO. I get it. What a drag, bro. Hey, guys. What? Speaking of drags. It's been an hour and a half since this thing kicked off, so we're going to wrap it up, all right? Let's do it. All right? It's time to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, brother. Hey, guys. I like sleeping. Hey, uh, it's not always always 2.05 in the morning when we're together. It's early. Sometimes we're a little more alert and less drunk than Mike was at the start of this episode. (laughs) So if you want proof, you can join us on Discord. If you want to get on our Discord, and if you don't know what Discord is, it's a chat client. There's voice chat, text chat, whatever. Blah blah blah. We're still post working out the, the memes. Post some post some of those memes <laughs> that the kids are talking about. Get on there. Uh, get on our Discord. Go to Twitter and Facebook or Facebook at FlyCasual eleven thirty eight on Twitter, Facebook or FlyCasual podcast on the Facebook, and get the link and join us on Discord because we're chatting all day long, more or less. You know, and we've got other listeners and we've got other people who've been on the podcast. We're all in there, and we want you to join us too because we really like hearing from you guys and we like making each other laugh, cracking jokes, have a few beers. Wait, oh. Yeah, I went. <laughs> Smoke I, up, I Johnny. Into a different, different franchise there for a second, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we would love to have you there on Discord with us. And of course, follow us on Twitter at FlyCasual1138 and like us and follow us and share us on Facebook to help reach more listeners just like you. When you're listening to the podcast, you can go to the website, betterkind.com, click on the show that you are listening to, and you can see the links and things that go to talk more about the uh, discussion topics that we touch on as well. And if you want to know where all that comes from, you can check it out in the Discord because we're pulling a lot of that from our, our news droids that are populating our Discord with a lot of the news items as they're rolling in, and we're talking about them as they're hot off the press. So uh, all that, and you want to run out to iTunes, Stitcher, give us a nice little review we would really appreciate it because we want to reach more listeners just like you and then we can take over the world he's so. mine <laughs> that's the end goal yep squad goals so.
But short term, my goal is to get this wreath the crap off my head because I'm going to die. <laughs> I super glued it to your head, though. No, I'll so. kill you. I'll kill you dead. I'll kill you straight dead. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. YouTube, subscribe, ring the bell for updates. Right. Go to the YouTube. Check out the bits and pieces and the whole nine yards. Over there's Howie. I rang the bell. He did. That's true. And Garrick. I don't have a shirt on. Oh. Yeah. You are comic is what uh, you are. We <laughs> are jelly. <laughs> look at my, look at this hair. Dear Lord. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anybody have a petroleum jelly? <laughs>